Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to talk about, or should I say, answer the question, how is Jesus a rock of offense? Oh my. <laughs> Jesus said, uh, they'll hate you because they hated him. hated him. He is a rock of offense. So here's the funny thing. He is a rock for the believer and he is a rock for the unbeliever. Yeah, he's he's a rock for us to stand upon and a rock that's going to crush those who who hate him. The scripture actually says turn those who deny him into powder. Yeah, yeah. You know, Johnny, we we're just mentioning uh moments ago how that everything in scripture just seems like it's popping. It's like coming alive, it's coming you know, alive. As, as Satan tightens his grip on our culture in these uh COVID throws. Uh, around the world, not just in America, uh, nations being shut down again and rebellion rising up. It, you know, it, it takes on all new meaning when Jesus uh, said, all men shall revile you and hate you. And now those of us who have legitimate questions about the COVID direction, now we are called domestic terrorists. <laughs> right. Wow. You talk about Satan framing the narrative. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm your host, John. Westfall, this is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to answer the question, how is Jesus a rock of offense? We're going to find as we go through the scriptures who Christ is, what it means to the believer, what it means to the unbeliever, the hope we have as him as our rock, as we were just saying, and and then the, well, I don't even know what word I want to use for what he is to the non-believer. Trouble coming. <laughs> He's trouble. <How's> that? <laughs> That's not even funny, <laughs> but it's funny. Oh my goodness! The old the old guy's quick sometimes. Sometimes, you know? right? Sometimes, um, just right there. Yeah. So uh, I think we need prayer, bro. Well, someone posted on my brother's Facebook: uh, If I broke into your house um, and took what was on top of your refrigerator, what what would I get? My brother responded, a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> a short life. <laughs> right, so, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we will get started. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you. We love you, Father. Thank you for this opportunity to bring truth and light to your word. Father, we just ask that as we share your word, share the scriptures, and discuss this, Father, that the hearers would hear, not just hear, but, Father, they would listen to your word and so that it would change lives. Father, for those who may be an unbeliever, I pray they would hear this, Father, and that it changes today and they would become a believer. Father, for the believer, I pray that they would stop their silliness and live for you. And Father, if those who are living for you, that I pray that you would empower them to live greater and take greater chances with your gospel, taking it out to the lost. Father, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so how is Jesus a rock of offense? First Peter 2.8 says, uh, a, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. That means that Jesus causes people to stumble. I remember when that became a reality in my face. I didn't know these verses. I'm a new right. believer. I'm excited. Jesus saved me. He came into my heart. I have everlasting life. I'm forgiven. And of course, when you have that, you want everybody to have that. Yeah. And so I remember going to some some friends of family. I thought they'd be thrilled. Duke's a Christian. He's no longer a drug dealer. <laughs> They're not He's not going to go to prison, you know. Uh, and and I, you know, I said, oh, Jesus saves you and you need to have him. 
And boy, I tell you, it was met with yeah. uh, "get out of here." Yeah. He w- and I realize I'm, I'm just here to help you. I love uh-huh. you. I want you to go to heaven. Who? How do you know that I'm not already going to heaven? <laughs> well, and then I would get uh, some of the things I got was. Uh, oh, now you think you're better than us. Yeah, yeah better than nobody, <laughs> but been accused of it. Jesus is a rock of offense. He is. And listen, this offense is to believers and is unbelievers. To those who put their faith in him, he is a rock upon which they build their lives. Matthew 7, 24 through 29. This is Jesus speaking here. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and the beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. When people go, uh, yeah, I believe in God. What do you believe in Jesus? No. Well, guess what? Your house is going to fall. It's going to crumble. You, you can't you can't believe in God without believing in Jesus. We see this over and over throughout Scripture. Uh, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. Not that they're the same person, but they're one in idea. They're one in goal. They're one in God as far as where they stand. Uh, separate persons of the Holy Trinity, equal with one another, but different uh, personalities, uh, different re- parts of our salvation that they participated in. Do you remember the song? Uh, it was, Jesus is the rock of my salvation. salvation. Yeah, yeah, Banner yeah. over me is love. Yeah. And sorry about that, folks. <laughs> God told me to preach, not to sing. You can you can tell, huh? <laughs> if you but, notice, I wasn't jumping yes, in there on yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, when to hold him, when to fold him. I'm just going to let Duke be stupid here. Yeah. But, but, he, but, but I took, I, he's I the enjoyed rock. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're easy to please. Right. Uh, Jesus is the rock of myself. And he's yeah. just a complete thrill. We're, right. We have Christ. We have forgiven. We connected the dots. He loves us. He, prov- he paid for our salvation and, and he knocks on the door of our heart. We open it. He's coming to take us home and eyes have not seen, ears have not heard the wonderful things he's prepared for them that love That's him. It's a celebration. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And then we try to take the people and they're like, Oh, so you think you're better than me? <laughs> what? Jesus is the rock of offense. He is. When we look here in Matthew 16, 13 through 20, Jesus uh, it says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. He goes on into 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. The interesting thing is, is who do you say? And and guys, this is the real question that you're going to have to answer for yourself between you and God. Listen, I can tell you all day long who I think Jesus is, but do I actually believe it in my heart? Uh, I have a friend of mine uh, who, man, I, I'm telling you, I met him uh, not too long ago few uh, several months ago i love this guy 
dude, he is awesome. Um, uh, he's not saved, but we're having the conversation about mm. salvation. And he's like, he said, he told me, he goes, listen, the hardest part that I'm having is getting him from, from my head to my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, dude, you're, you're on your way. Like you're cause you already realize that this is something you got to work on. You got to come to grips with. And so we're working through it, but he's not deceived. There are people who are deceived who, who think, yeah, God loves me and I love God and, and he loves me just the way I am and I don't need to change. Um, I'm going to tell you, he's going to grind you to powder because you're not the believer. Except you repent, you will perish. Yes. And so when we look at this, uh, to those that, that put their faith in Christ, as we saw in Matthew and as we've seen in, in uh, uh, both cases in Matthew, Jesus is like, look, man, the kingdom of heaven is yours. Right, because you believe that that he's the solid foundation, and uh, as the solid foundation uh, of the Christian life, Jesus is our rock of salvation. We see this in Second Samuel twenty two forty seven. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted. The rock of my salvation. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, an exclamation point after each statement. This That's dude is yeah. shouting it. Yes, he is. He is Such celebrating. Forgiveness of sin, eternal life. You can't get over that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And if you read Second Samuel uh, 22, 47, and you read it on through the end of the uh, chapter, man, listen, this is a shout from the rooftop celebration. God is my rock of salvation. Yep. You know, any building is built upon rock. You can't start with wood. Right? <laughs> you can't. You, you got to get the rock in first and put everything else on the rock. And of course, cement is just man reforming rock. rock right? <laughs> and, uh, but in the old days, they took literally took rocks yeah. and they put them, dug it out and filled it with rocks and then built, put the wood on top of that. It, no matter when it was, where it was, how it was, it's always got to start with rock. And well, Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the rock and Satan is the sand. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever yeah. stood in the ocean and a wave came up, it was so cool because the wave would hit you. And then when it goes back out, all of a sudden you lose your footing and you drop down. You're about an inch shorter. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because yeah, it, it takes just the sand right with it. It's just, just, there's nothing there. It just goes away. <clears throat> if you stand in the same spot for a while, next thing you know, you're going to be sunk down in up to your ankles in sand. You know? And and that's going to take us to, <clears throat> excuse me, that's going to take us to, uh, so Jesus is the rock for believers that we build our foundation on. We trust, we believe, we hold secure, we hold on to. The Lord lives, blessed be my rock, let God be exalted, the rock of my salvation. That's Jesus to the believer. He's getting pretty happy, ain't he? Right. But then we go to the unbeliever, and Jesus is a rock of offense to unbelievers. He is a stone that causes non-believers to trip and fall to their own ruin. Now, people go, no, no, God wouldn't do that. Listen, I'm going to tell you, God will destroy you. And that's the that's why we do the podcast. Part of this is to raise up believers and to help them and to teach them and, and uh, so they understand Scripture better, secure them in their walk. And the other is to show the lost, those who don't believe in Christ, in, in our BC for Christ days, we were filled with these false ideas about God yeah. uh, and we were deceived mm-hmm. and we were spiritually blind 
And I, but I, I remember Jeannie telling me, well, Jesus is the only way to heaven. I really wasn't offended in that because I, I needed a way to heaven and he is the way to heaven. So let's just take the way and, uh, and celebrate. Right. But just think about it. Uh, I, I see people today, even so-called perf- Christian leaders who, who steer away from the exclusivity of Jesus. I know in one of your verses here, the straight up, I think it's Acts four twelve. Neither is there salvation in, in any, any other. other. There's one name given under men, one name given under men, whereby we among, must be what, saved. Whereby we must be saved. Yeah. Just getting my tongue tangled. Yeah, up yeah there a that's why I helped you pull, pull me out of that ditch. <laughs> And, you know, it's like celebrate the way. That's yeah. what the psalmist is doing there, celebrate it. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, the world hates Jesus. And I've seen this on, I have saw Joel Olstein being interviewed by Larry King, and Larry King's trying to set him up. So what do you okay. think about I Jesus? Appreciated, the only way to I appreciated Larry King. Larry King pulled that off on Jerry Falwell often, and Jerry Falwell was just ready for it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Falwell's like, yeah, it, Aren't you glad you got a way to heaven, eternal life? Yeah. Whosoever will may come. Just Larry, and, ask Jesus into your heart, and, and this will be good news for you. And and Larry, they sparred back and forth, but Larry King had huge respect right. for Jerry Falwell. Because he never backed up. Jerry Falwell stood his ground, but he yeah. did it in a polite and a wonderful and engaging and uh, and turning it back on, on Larry. Why wouldn't you take it, Larry? It's got to be pride. What, your pride will eat you up. And, and Larry's like, I better change the subject here because he's getting ahead of me. But then I watched... Guys like Joel Olsen just dance around it. Well, I don't know what's in people's hearts. I know. Well, I just know what worked for me. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not here to judge. I want to let God do that. It's like yeah, it's you, like you, 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 you. This isn't anything to do with judgment, man. This is about I'm going to this stand on salvation. the word of God. Am I going to be a man of God or am I going to be a yeah. wimp? Yeah, and am I going to help the lost who need more than your best life now? They need Jesus, or am I just going to? not offend anybody so I can keep selling books and make more money. Yeah, I don't want to suffer the uh, offense of the gospel. <sighs> well, here's but here's the reality. A person can either put their faith in Jesus Christ and receive uh, um, uh, life eternal, or they can stumble over him and... He's there. And receive eternal judgment. He's in there hell. to save you or to condemn you. Uh, he'll do it. And, and the, the because, that, because that's his job. Yeah. We're sinners. We're already separated from God. We're spiritually dead. We're on our way to hell. And he tries to step up and say, hey, can I fix that for you, please? I'd like to give you everlasting life. And anything you have to do, you just have to believe in me, that I'm the, that I'm the son of God, that I suffer, bleed, and die for you. I rose again for you. If you believe the gospel, I love how you always bring believe, 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 because that's, that's the key. That's the key. That's the power switch. And you believe in him. And that's that great exchange where we give him our sins he gives us our salvation by faith we right. believe it and it's i remember i i i, I wasn't people won't a, do that I, I the part that was an offense to me was where i struggled with it not that jesus is the only way to heaven that that didn't bother me i was glad there was a way but the gift of god to just to just like I wanted to prove myself, you know. I, uh, you know, if I'm going to play ball, I'm going to get physically in shape, and I, I want to prove myself. And so that's where my friend is right now. Yeah, it's like I can't just be that. Just he, oh, I say a prayer and I go to heaven. Yeah, and he said, I don't know if I can live that life. Well, none of us can. None of us can. <laughs> and, and I said, listen, until you make the decision for Christ, you'll never do it on your own. That's for uh, sure. Never. Nobody ever did, and nobody ever could. And exactly. He's not going to be the first one. 
So I, I just got to get him over that hurdle. <laughs> when people tell me that, I say, you're almost there. That close. You're, you're almost there because that's the last thing that the devil holds on to yep. you with. And then it's like, you, all of a sudden it gets real simple. It goes from complicated to simple. He's the savior of the world. You put your faith and trust in him. And that moment of belief, yeah. we're quickened, we're made alive, we're baptized in by of the Holy Spirit. He comes to live inside of us. Uh, and uh, Sealed and, unto the day yeah, of redemption. Hello. Thank you, Lord. And then people so that sweet. don't get it really don't get it. And oftentimes they get a little bit angry. Well, First Peter 2, 7 through 8, the scriptures say this. Therefore, to you who believe, <laughs> dude, this is, Again, keeps popping up, huh? Again, God separates the. You know, people are like, "Oh, why do you want to separate people?" We didn't. God does. Very specific. Sheep and goats. Yep. Therefore, to you who believe, He is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And so, for those who don't believe. You are offended and insulted by Jesus Christ. And to those who believe, he's the rock of our salvation. Peter's illustration of Jesus as a rock of offense to unbelievers comes from Isaiah 8.14. And it says this, He will be as a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel as a trap and snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I'm going to tell you, Christ will become all you need, or he will be all you could ever handle. <laughs> <laughs> Plus. So what you're saying here, Johnny, is that it's the same in the Old Testament as in the New Testament. Never changed. Yeah. And, right. and, and which was really a sad part because in the Old Testament, it was all about the Messiah that was to come. In the New Testament, it's all about the Messiah that came. It should be easier for us to figure out, huh? Yeah, because now we got we got done deal history proof done the whole nine, and yet, just as they weren't believing in the Messiah that was to come in the Old Testament, people still don't want to believe in the Messiah that came in the New Testament, and and they find Jesus offensive because of Jesus's expectations on their life, and they're like, "Well, it's my life; I can do what I want, and, and this Jesus isn't going to make me do anything." Well, I'm going to tell you what: you're right; he ain't going to make you do anything, but you're going to pay the price for not doing what he asked you to do, or not believing in him. Yeah. And they go, "Well, a, a loving God wouldn't do that." Well, a loving God will do that. A loving God provided a way for you to go to heaven. Yeah, and and here's the thing: I tell them all the time. Listen, people join groups. You have no problem paying the fees, the dues every year. You have no problem uh, following their rules. You have no problem making adjustments to your lifestyle. You have no problem adjusting your schedule and showing up. But God tells you, uh, hey, you, you got to believe in me. You got to pay the tithe. You got to show up for church. You got to help do this. You got to follow my rules to get into heaven. And they're like, oh, I won't serve a God like that. But you'll serve a man like that. And yeah, they'll do it at the country club. They'll pay exorbitant price to, be, to, to play golf on this right? course. And That's be what part I'm saying. Of the system. Yeah. And you got to wear this and you can't come in this hour. You got to come that hour. And uh, yeah, they have all kinds of rules. And I don't have any problem with those rules. I just don't want to be part of that country club. <laughs> right. Right? So Paul says in Romans 9, 32 through 33, why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at the stumbling stone. The stumbling stone is Christ. As it is written, behold, I lay in Zion, and Zion is Jerusalem. It's just another word for, for Jerusalem, and Zion actually means fortress. 
Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, which means if you don't believe on Christ, you will be put to shame. Mm -hmm. A loving God wouldn't do that. He said he would. He said he would. I don't want to argue with him. I'm not going to argue with him. He's the boss. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Israel rejected the Lord in the days of Isaiah, just as the Jewish people reject Christ in the first century. Mm-hmm. Nothing has seemed to change. Mm-hmm. And so again, rock of offense literally means stumbling block. And how crazy is it that the Bible tells you that Jesus Christ is a stumbling block? Over and over again, Old Testament, New Testament, throughout the church age, nothing has changed. So I'm going to ask you a question after I read this verse. First uh, Corinthians one twenty three says this, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. The Jews struggled so much with Jesus that they crucified him. Why do you think they crucified him? I think they crucified him because they, in their own minds, had God all figured out. They knew a Messiah was coming, and they had figured out what he would do and should do. And Because even in Romans chapter 2, verses 17 through 25, Paul told the Jews, the Gentiles don't know God because of you. It's your fault. Right? So we know that you're right in that, that they knew. All right, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. So um, they, they expected Messiah to come. And they kind of took some scriptures that they liked about the Messiah, that he would uh, re- set up a, a kingdom, and which would mean he would destroy the Romans and the occupation and we'll be free again. They were thinking more of a political redeemer, more of a military uh, a, redeemer. Yeah, a save us from the hardship today. Yeah, and when I think it, it manifested itself spot on in the triumphant entry when Jesus comes into town down the down the hill Mount of Olives and they're they're got and that was prophesied in Zechariah 7 7 or 9 7 one of those two I think it's 9 9 7, seven yeah. that the, the king would come on a on a donkey lowly uh riding upon the colt and so that all happened fulfilled to the letter and what they said uh I think tells them where their heart and minds were he said Hosanna Blessed is who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. Now they got the son of David right. Um, but the Hosanna, I, I never knew what that word meant. I thought it meant, you be for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you like rock. That's not what Hosanna means. It, it For years, I didn't know this. It's probably like three or four years ago. I figured, I've, I don't know why I stumbled across it. It means save us now. Hosanna, save us now. And you know when when I when I say I got saved in, back in 1972, he, he saved me from the penalty of my sin. Right. He didn't save me from American political corruption. Right. Yeah, it's, because once well, and that's the thing. As Christ saves you from your penalty of sin, he turns on the lights to everything else. And the lights come on. Their lights were not on. Right. They were. They wanted Jesus to be the redeemer. They wanted Jesus to be. He was their hope. But you see, it wasn't between them and God. It was between the Romans and us. We hate these Romans. You save us from these Romans. Yeah, we want to deliver from the 
persecution today? Yeah, they wanted a political answer, and God said, no, you got a bigger problem than Rome. Rome's not going to send you to hell, but your sin will send you to hell. I came right. to take care of your biggest enemy first. I'll come back the next time and take care of all the political crap and set up my kingdom. But, what, you know, that's that, that, that phrase. Which, by say, the way, is the millennial reign of Christ. Thousand-year reign. Yes, sir. Uh, when they said save us now, uh, that's in in the gr- grammatically that's in the imperative mood. They're making a command of Jesus. Right. You do this, and we'll follow you. And, and they really meant it, right? But they well, we know they meant it because he goes all the way, and now he's being judged, and they realize he's not going to save them, and so they start shouting. A few days later, in the temple, they're trying to trick him. And who's, uh, the superscription is on this coin. And, and when Jesus said, render unto Caesar, they hated Caesar. They want nothing to do with Caesar. Your job is to get Caesar off our back yep. and render unto God what is God's. They dropped him. Done. You're, you're not, we're, we're not in, and we're not into to, you. To the point where they start screaming, <clears throat> crucify him, crucify yeah. him. And then he says, but this man has done nothing. The blood be on your hands, not mine. And mm-hmm. they said, on our hands and our children. And oh, that, that's going to ring out in hell for, forever for those people and they, their children. They curse themselves and, and the next children. generation. Yeah, yeah. But to me, that's it. Uh, they, they expected it. But, but that's him being the rock of offense. Exactly. That's it. They demanded him to be the redeemer that they prescribed. We know what we want, and if you won't do it our way, we want nothing to do with you. Even worse than not want anything to do with you, we want to kill you, and they They did. did. So if you look at it today, today we have the same problem, only... The non-believer doesn't want to be obedient to Christ. Whereas there, they, they, the non-believers, they just wanted a redeemer from Rome. Mm-hmm. Well, today, people just want a, redeem, a God that loves them with no expectation in return. But that's not Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to find here is Peter explains uh, uh, why unbelievers... Uh, stumble over Christ being the, the, the cornerstone. And it's because they disobey the word of God. First Peter two, eight, a stumbling, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word, which is the Bible to which they also were appointed. And so what happens is the lost is offended by Christ because the Bible says homosexuality is a sin. Abortion is murder. Uh, uh, Adultery, don't do it. Um, Don't have any other gods before me, no false gods. Um, You know, I mean, on and on and on. They're like, who are you to tell me what to do? Authority. Yeah. Authority, I'm my own boss. Yeah, and who are you, right? And so, well, and and what I love is people that get these tattoos, and on the tattoos it says, only God can judge me. And he will. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, they don't know. They don't even know how true of a statement that is. Yeah. And one day the guy's going to say, what's that on your arm? Yeah, yeah. And he's going to say, well, I'm ready. Yeah, here I am. And and the reality is, guys, is that Peter, in 1 Peter 2.8, what he's speaking of is willful rebellion. 
You know, people willfully rebel against God because, well, who can do all the do's and don'ts? And God doesn't expect anybody perfect. And, 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 and listen, all of this is true, but you can't fix it apart from God. And if you don't bring God in on it, you have no hope at all. And then if he's your stumbling block because he has an expectation that you are completely unwilling to even entertain, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I like to illustrate it with uh, like electrical lighting system. The lights are all in place. Uh, the generation plant, uh, the power plant's in place and all the, the lines to the house and, and everything, all the fixtures and the switches and Everything's in place, and there's a switch. And uh, it, you're still in darkness until by faith You've, you believe in the system. You've seen it before. But you've got to take that switch and flip it yep. by faith. And when you do, the lights come on. It's so simple. We, we do it every day. And, you know, what people don't get, what I didn't get, none of us get on the other side. And this is where your friend's at right now. He doesn't get that, oh, I can't do this, and I, I, I can't live up to that. And that's absolutely true. It's like those lights can't come on with a lot of electricity. I don't care how nice you are, right. and I don't care. You can pray all day, you know, oh, lights, come on, you know. and No, just flip the switch. Right, Just right. Do, Just flip the switch. And when he does, the lights come on. And, boy, when the lights come on in your mind, then all of a sudden it, gets, it goes from complicated to so simple. It, it is amazingly simple. Yeah. Like crazy simple. I, Cause I say the stadium lights come on because there's no shadow of turning. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Uh, but the reality for the lost person is they don't want to submit to God as their Lord. They don't want to do what he wants them to do because they want to be their Lord. Kind of like Cain and uh, Cain uh, wanted to worship God, but I'll do it my way. Yep. God said, dude, I think, I think he said that. <laughs> don't you know <laughs> That, you know, I, I, I'll accept your sacrifice if you do it right. But instead of just like listening to God and say, oh, okay, and bringing the right sacrifice, he was willing to do it, Yep, sacrifice, yep. but yep. I'll choose. I'll do it my way. It's like, dude, why don't you just trade some of your garden, garden veggies uh, that have no blood to, for your, to your brother Abel who has sheep and get a lamb. And get some blood. And you'll, you'll have the proper sacrifice. Yeah. And he'll have some garden yeah. veggies. Yeah, but Cain wanted his own religion. Yeah. It's, I'll, I'll do, do it my, my way. way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly the same uh-huh. spirit. Yep. Uh, uh, the rock of offense to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that God is the authority. God has the right by creation. He has the right by redemption to tell us what's happening. Well, because here's the thing. He's inviting you to his party. Oh, I like that, Johnny. He's invite. Listen, this yeah. is his wedding. Yeah. Man, that's good. And so you have to come dressed according to his dress code, and you have to come the way he is asking you, because this is his. Yeah. And all you get out of it is eternal life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's the interesting thing. In a parable in Luke chapter 20, uh, Jesus revealed that he is the chosen cornerstone, right? Uh, 2017. Then he looked at them and and, and said, what then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And he's saying, listen, I, I'm the one that was rejected, but I'm the cornerstone. And not just the cornerstone, but I am the chief cornerstone. This building cannot exist if it's not for me. I'm it. 
I am I am the ma- the the component that keeps it all together and makes it happen. But then he goes in and he warns that God's judgment would fall on all unbelievers. Now, listen, this is so crucial, guys, because if you're sitting here and you're an unbeliever, then you got to realize this is your fate. This verse that I'm about to read, which is Luke chapter 20, verse 18, is what God's judgment would happen to all unbelievers who reject Jesus Christ. Verse 18, whoever falls on that stone, what stone? The chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ, will be broken. Meaning you see Christ, you fall on him. In other words, you realize the light comes on. You're going to be broken, but ultimately saved, repaired, fixed, taken care of. Heaven is your home. God doesn't want that to be people's fate to be ground into powder no well but that is what happens on whoever the stone falls on so if you fall on the stone meaning you realize jesus christ is the lord and savior of all and you fall down and literally you fall down on your knees and repent lord forgive me jesus i believe you're a savior of the world i give you my life that's falling on the stone you get eternal life. Yay, yay. Pretty good deal. Good deal. But to the one that rejects Jesus, that stone will fall on. The Bible says, whoever falls on the stone will be broken. That's the one who believes. But on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Comes to my mind that verse in Hebrews. I cannot quite getting all the words, but it talks about those who who spurned beneath their feet the precious blood of Jesus that God's wrath will be upon them. He's provided salvation. He gave his only begotten son who suffered and took the wrath of of a holy God uh, for my crimes, for my sin, for yours, for all who live for the world. And that meant everything to God. It's, It's his only begotten son. He provided salvation. He's the rock. And we reject him especially those that hear it, like Cain, they just harden their heart. This is their fate. Well, because, and they don't want to, they don't want to give up what they think is the greatest thing right now. And that's their own stupidity. (laughs) Because people are like, I I don't want to stop doing this. And I don't want to stop doing this. I don't want to stop doing that. But the reality is it's going to stop anyway. Mm -hmm. And and then what are you going to do? So you're holding on to, to the temporal uh, and sacrificing, sacrificing the, eternal. the eternal. Yeah. And, and the sacrifice of the eternal is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you, and you just said that whoever rejects Christ or the stone is going to feel the wrath of God. And so if you don't believe that Christ is the only way to salvation, uh, literally you are sending yourself to destruction. Yeah. You know, to him that rejects Christ, Christ is the rock of offense. They, you, you know, God, God doesn't have the right to judge me. Yeah, he does. But in reality, what those Christ rejectors are saying is I have the right to judge God. Right. Right. I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. Right. Think about that. <laughs> I'm the finite. I'm going to judge the infinite. Right. I'm the temporary. I'm going to judge the eternal. Uh, no, thanks. How? I just want to bow. I believe I'll trust him. How crazy is it to have that mentality? But you're right. They have it. A lot of people have it. I'm going to tell you this, guys. 
The Bible says there is salvation in no one else but Jesus Christ. Acts 4, 11 and 12. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Verse 12. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's that verse I just messed up trying to quote a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. The chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. There is no other name other than Jesus whereby we must be saved. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We see in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Or in other words, no one gets to heaven except through me. Jesus is the gatekeeper. You know, uh, here's a practical illustration. Uh, we went to, took our kids to Disney World, as all good American parents do years ago and they were just old enough to really appreciate it and so we were driving down there was only one road into the magic kingdom and nobody was complaining about it right <laughs> there was a lot of traffic too but it's like we're going to the magic kingdom they know well i don't i don't want to go on this road i, I want to i want a different road right. well there was just one road in that's like uh cedar point in ohio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if yeah. you're going to go to cedar point it's out on a little island yeah it has way to get there. one road that's it. You just go every every summer. I know. Man, I Everybody that. in Ohio goes to Cedar Point. Everybody goes to Cedar Point. Yeah, uh, Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith. Justified literally means having God look at us just as if we had never sinned. Clean. Clean. Forgiven. Sins cast as far as the east is from the west, buried in the deepest sea, and remembered no, no more. more. You're my kid. Come on home. Right. I love you. So therefore, having been justified by faith in Jesus Christ, by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Only by faith in Jesus Christ are you going to get to heaven. And you might say, uh, which I've been told, uh, a family member said, John, you don't have the answer to, or you're, you're not, you don't, uh, you don't own Christianity. That's what it was. <laughs> I go, you're right. I don't, but I know who does. Wow. <laughs> because I said, I told someone. I wouldn't even know what, how to begin to answer that question. Yeah. Well, it's because I told someone, uh, they said they didn't believe in Jesus. I said, you're not going to heaven. And then he was like, you don't own, you don't own Christianity. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But Jesus does. And Jesus says he's the only way. Jesus. By faith, you either believe he is the son of God that died on the cross for your sins, that he conquered death and hell. He's at the right hand of the father and you go to heaven or you don't and you don't, you go to hell. Well, that's not popular to tell someone they're going to hell. Well, see, Johnny, Jesus is the rock of offense. Yeah. You are dead to self in all of our opinions and you quote what the rock of offense said to people and now you're the bad guy you don't know christianity <laughs> you're the bad guy now but you we have to be willing I dude think i'm a, always the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> i still love you johnny we have this is huge and this is one of the main purposes for this podcast we must be willing to suffer reproach for the name of christ right he is a rock of offense to those who reject him, but those of us who love him, 
He's know, just our rock. You, we you, we offend the lost, and that's our calling. Yep. But we uh, we're loved by the others who and we build on yeah. the rock. We build on the rock. We have to because yeah. he's our rock, man. First uh, Peter two four, to God the Father, to God the Father, Jesus Christ is the living stone chosen and precious. First Peter two four, coming to him. As to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You know what I appreciate about how you prepare the podcast, John, is you just hit this thing with scripture, 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 scripture. And when I find out the title, of course, I've worked with you for a while now, and I, I, I know how you do it. And I'm always amazed that there's just so much more scripture than what I had realized at first. So I appreciate your scholarship and, 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 and your willingness to dig all this stuff out because we can't just pass by these things. Right. Jesus is the rock of offense. That For us who are trying to really walk with Christ, this is something that we face every day. Every day. Every time we go out and we, you know, I've, I was out in the parking lot one time in Walmart and I see an elderly lady and she's with, they're going to put the cart back where it belongs. <laughs> People are 65 and up are not going to leave that cart sitting out in the parking lot. So I, I, I was, this is probably 10 years ago. And I said, I'll get that for you, ma'am. And, oh, thank you so much, young man. And thank you so much. And I, and I smiled and said, I do it in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. She freaked out on me. Did she really? She freaked out on me. She wasn't so thankful anymore. She, she let me go ahead and do it for her. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say, no, I'll take it back myself. But. She just, she just freaked. I didn't know what right. to say. I didn't right. say anything. I, I just, right. uh, but it just at any moment when we share our faith in Christ, uh, and boy, Satan is really mounting up against us now mm-hmm. on the moral issues that we stand for. But but uh, that's also what makes Jesus the rock of offense to the unbeliever is because their morals don't line up exactly with the scripture. But yeah, I, and who are I, you to tell me what I can and cannot do? Yeah, yeah. But the guy who created you can, and he did, and you'll face him one day. And I'm he'll just hold kinda, you accountable I'm for just, not. And we're just reminding you of that, so you'll be ready, and so, um, there'll be your blood won't be on our hands. You might hate us now, but you'll wish you would have listened to us then. Yeah, to believers, you know, for the unbeliever, Jesus is a rock of offense, but he'll grind you to powder. The Bible says, to the believer. He's our dependable rock of salvation. Psalm 18 to the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Mm-hmm. I love that. Blessed be the name. Amen. And amen. Right. But to the unbelieving world, Jesus is the rejected rock of offense that causes them to stumble. And he pointed it out prophetically in the Old Testament and the Jews who follow the word of God, so they said, but they really didn't follow the word of God. They followed uh, their own little system. We like this verse, so we'll right. take that one. Uh, we don't like that one, so forget about that one. And they, they had it all framed up, and then here came Jesus fulfilling every one of those prophecies to the letter, and they rejected him. Yep, We won't have you to... Tell us what to do. You're not going to lord over us. If you don't kill the Romans, we want nothing to do with you. Now, John chapter 8 is a beautiful chapter that shows exactly what you just said. And as a matter of fact, 
they're arguing and saying, well, we're of God. You know, we're of Abraham. I'm sorry. We're of Abraham. He said, oh, really? Yeah. If He said, if you were of Abraham, you'd believe what I said, but mm-hmm. you're not of Abraham. You are of your father, the devil, because he's a liar and a murderer from the beginning, and you seek to do that which your father did. The will of their father they did. How crazy, right? I mean, Jesus straight up calls them out. They think that they're going to heaven. They think that God is their God, but the reality is they're serving Satan. I love this kind of at the crunch time when they're ready to kill Jesus because he won't do it their way. He said, uh, so which of my good works do you condemn me for? Because I cleanse lepers? Is that you Uh, you want to kill me over that? Or I fed all manner, uh, I healed all manner of sick. I fed the multitudes. I calmed the storms. I raised the dead. So which one of my works do you condemn me for? It wasn't condemning him for his work. And they said that. Yeah. It's who you say you are. Yeah. He was the the rock of of offense. offense. He, Jesus causes people to stumble. And at that moment, facing Jesus live, Jesus live right in front of him, they could reach out and touch him. If he would have, if they would have just believed instead of him being the rock of offense, just believed what he said, then he'd have been the rock of their salvation. Right. He would, they were right at the door, right at the door, but they're religious. They were religiously blind. Well, I think, I think what makes people religiously blind is their desire to establish, if you will, right and wrong so that it fits their so so they can justify their sinful desire. We'll be our own judge. We'll be our own judge. Uh, you can't judge me. And uh, the Bible, you can't believe the Bible is just written by a bunch of men and so on and so forth. But what I find interesting is almost every boy, everyone believes in part of the Bible. The, the part I want. The, exa- the part that's palatable. Yeah. But the part that's not palatable, well, that's not true. But here's the question. Who are you to determine what's true? Who are you to determine the right and the wrong of the word of God? Because the Bible is either all truth or it's all a lie. And Jesus is either your rock of salvation or he is your stumbling rock. He is your rock of offense that will grind you to powder one day. I pray that you recognize that Jesus Christ is the son of God, the savior of the world, and that you surrender to him. I pray one day he is your rock of salvation. Hey guys, if this has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next week, God bless. God bless.